KRVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Wow. I think that's about the only way we can sum it up, whether you were on the side of the fence of the grains, the side of the fence of the livestock. It was a definitely crazy marketing day today. We definitely saw some huge numbers, new highs, put it in the feeder cattle, the struggle in the corn, the uptick like crazy out of the soybean complex and the wheat ending up in that pretty much lower market trade, though we did see some mixed action as it got ready to settle out. Having said that, I had to do a double take when when I was told this. It is the end of the fiscal quarter already. We are halfway through 2023. Let's get the details of all the happenings of what's going on in these markets today. Kyle Bumstead's joining us. Kyle with Allendale. And we've got to start out with some positives. Let's look at this feeder cattle market because to finish on the nearby is up 520. Um, new highs going in there. Well, that's right, Susan. New highs, new all-time highs here in this feeder cattle market. We uh, took this August contract up here to 248.07, and that eclipsed of 245.20. We set back in 2015 a several dollars. So um, that uh, that looks good. The chart looks good. I really broke out the new highs for forever i guess um and uh it, it just you know when we saw this corn market sell off here today that's when we tripped up the algos the computers got a hold of it they started buying feeders selling corn and uh, the live cattle market was kind of a struggle here but uh it, it looks really good from a chart standpoint we need to watch here were they covering some shorts what was happening here at the open interest recently seen open interest go up here on this feeder market here indicating new buying so i'm looking for some more of that when the open interest report comes out here tomorrow uh, but I do think that uh, there are some downside we need to kind of keep uh, in mind here. We have some gaps below us here on the chart that uh, to go back and potentially fill back there in those uh, 230s and uh, the lower mid 230s for us to go back and fill. So uh, another thing that really stood out to me today in this uh, feeder cattle market was the option side of thing. Option volatility was kind of off the charts today as far as the put side. Now, what I mean by that is as this market was rallying both feeders and live cattle to a lesser extent, the put market was bid higher. And last time we saw that in the case of live cattle was when we had that outside day lower here uh, earlier in June here, about the middle of the month, when puts were bid higher and uh, then the market sold off about $5. So when I see action like that, it always throws my caution flag up here a little bit. Is there a bigger move coming or is there a setback coming here in this complex here? Because we are seeing that kind of movement here. Those option sellers, they're selling those puts. They're selling that insurance policy. They want to get paid for it. So they're putting some juice out there in those options. They want to get paid for it. So it, it looks like to me we could be due for a correction here at any point in time. Not saying it's going to be a big correction, but from a chart standpoint, a technical standpoint, money flow, we could see a little bit of money come off the table. We are following somewhat of a seasonal here in this cattle complex where we rally going into the 4th of July. And then after the 4th of July, we kind of hit those dog days of summer with the box beef market and cash markets kind of you know slow up and, and start to turn down as far as cash live cattle. Now, feeder cattle, I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. Feeder cattle have been... Uh, pretty much on a tear here recently with this cash index and i look for that to kind of continue here into the middle of january or uh, july here when we see uh, some more of these big video sales take place out in the west Susan. let's talk about those video sales because that's going to put a unique pressure on, on the calf side of and the uh, younger side of these cattle yeah I, I think that there could be um you know there, there could be something like that develop here uh but i do look for you know these index type cattle i look for them to remain strong yet 
even though we've got a few cattle coming at us here uh, over the next, uh, you know, 30, 40 days, I think, as far as uh, numbers here, as far as fats go, I think that we're looking out here further on saying, okay, we're going to need something to replace them with, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing them bid up for it. So most of those cattle that get sold here in the next few weeks are going to be for fall delivery, and I think that's going to really set the tone here for this calf market. So how do you see the volatility that we've been dealing with working into this market as we now continue into the second half of 23? In the second half of 23, I look for it to be even more volatile. Uh, I, I think that uh, there's there's uh, some more upside coming here as far as these uh, live cattle go, but I don't think that we've quite seen a quite seen a cash low yet. We've uh, seen this cash market come off here a little bit the last couple of weeks. We were uh, you know steady to weaker here again this week as far as cash fats go. Now the box beef market that's been taking a little bit of a breather as well too. One day doesn't change the trend. We were higher yesterday afternoon, but I still kind of look for this uh, box beef market to maybe make a little bit of a setback. Well, with that being said, recently we've had some macroeconomic data that's uh, came out very friendly and it shows why this box beef market's been on a tear is because the economy is still strong or they tell us the economy is strong and uh, the Dow and the S&P and those macro uh, markets, they keep working higher. So that's probably going to keep supporting the box beef market. So if we uh, do see some macro issues out there, that may affect this box market and it may trickle down into live cattle. But typically we make a summer low here somewhere towards the end of July, first part of August in those dog days of summer when that box does make a low and then we start to uh, you know grind higher as far as the cash goes. I don't know as we're going to see much more of a dip here. Um, in the cash side of things, we could see a little bit more down. I don't look for a severe drop. Uh, it's kind of like the futures here. I don't look for a severe drop. We could set these futures back, you know, five to seven dollars here and to go back and check that 170 in August at some point in time and then uh, resume our rally. All right. What about the mixed feel of the hogs today? That is a mixed feel right there. That is, that is a, that is a good way to put it. The hog market has been uh, all over the place. And I, I do think that, uh, once we've uh, kind of moved through uh, the next couple of weeks here, we kind of figure out this uh, wholesale pork market here. I think there's a little bit more upside coming to some of these deferred contracts. You are looking at a market that's inverted. You've got August trading over October uh, by several dollars here. And you've also got October trading over the December by several dollars as well, too. Now, uh, the hogs and pig report, that looks to be a face value somewhat bearish. But I question some of that because we did see some of this liquidation here of the sow herd here back uh, in that February through April time frame. So I don't know if I really want to rely on government numbers there. I never really do. But, uh, you know, th- that is something that uh, I'm looking for, maybe a few less sows out there. And pork is uh, at the meat counter cheaper than beef right now. So I do look for that uh, cutout to remain supported in here. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready to head into what, for some, is going to be an extended Fourth of July holiday weekend. We come back. We're going to talk about the fact we had a big USDA report that came out, stocks and acreage report, uh, dry land and corn numbers. Really looking at what all that had to say. More is coming up. Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Here's an update on what's going on at Fontenelle Hybrids. We're combining with the Channel brand and the other nine regional brands to create a new enhanced Channel Seed brand. And we're excited to announce your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer will be carrying select Channel products this fall for the 2024 growing season. That's an expanded product portfolio with the same great service. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer for details. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continue to talk this afternoon with Kyle Bumstead. Kyle, of course, with Allendale. And as we take a look at what's happening, we're going to kind of flip the page and head over to the grain side of it. But having said that, 
pulling these livestock in one last time with you, Kyle, because we did see a big drop in this corn market, a boosting factor for the live and the feeder cattle. I think so. I think that's how the computers and the algos are trading it. I think that's how the uh, emotion is trading it as well, too. Um, keep in mind, it is somewhat seasonal here for these cattle to rally into the 4th of July. Now, this corn market, um, we can call it what it is. Nobody likes it. We have issues out there with this crop. But our corn market has typically, over history, given us about a six-week period to market in the summer, in the spring, the spring rally, spring, summer rally, whatever you want to call it. It's been about six weeks. Today was the end of that six weeks. And where I'm coming with that is we started this rally on May 22nd. May 18th uh, was our low around 490 and three quarters. And today's low is 494 and three quarters. So we've uh, gone pretty much, uh, but we went up around a buck 30 and we've uh, just about taken that dollar 30 off. Now we went up on the stairs. It took us a long time to gain that dollar and change dollar 20, dollar 30, whatever it was. And we've taken it off since uh, the 21st in uh, what? Nine calendar days. We've uh, dropped, uh, you know, we've dropped a dollar 30 roughly there. So I'm, I'm thinking we might find some support here on 490. Maybe put a double bottom on this chart. The daily chart is starting to get oversold a little bit. The weekly chart is uh, not even close to being oversold. For the week here, we're down uh, 93 cents. We took 93 cents off this corn market in just one week in December corn. Now, the monthly chart, that's going to get a little bit more muddied because uh, we've, uh, we went to a high of 629 and three quarters, and uh, we closed, uh, we went to a low of 493. So we've got a big... Uh, Looks like a big middle finger on that uh, monthly chart right now. So that kind of muddies the waters just a little bit. But the big news that tripped the computers up today and a lot of emotion was the uh, acreage report. The average trade estimate was looking for 91.853 million acres, 0.96. And part of that we knew out here in the Western Corn Belt was going to happen or was set to happen because we had a lot of failed wheat acres out there, Kansas, Western Nebraska. We saw some ugly stuff out there. Stuff got torn up and it got planted to dry land corn. Now, some of those areas have gotten rain and there's going to be some dry land corn out there in Western Kansas, far Southwestern Nebraska. Some places they're not. So we've got a ways to go here before we really figure out if there's a crop, but new crop out here, the basis has been uh, getting wrecked here and it doesn't look good. Now, the last couple of years, people have been, you know, kicking themselves here that they didn't set, uh, that they set their basis. But I think this year might be a, uh, a year a guy wants to get some basis set here earlier if we can, and then uh, chance a few of those bushels. So corn, the chart shows it, but we are also coming up here on the verge of an abbreviated holiday week. This was the end of the quarter, the end of the month. We're halfway through the year. This thing could change some direction. I'm not looking for much of a retracement, maybe back up to five and a quarter to five fifty if we're, you know, really gonna get anxious with this thing on a weather rally, which we've just had a weather rally and we're coming off of that weather rally. We could see this thing maybe bounce a little bit just because it's getting short term oversold, Susan. So 
I kind of wanted to break down the, these numbers that came out today. Um, I mean, growers are expecting to harvest 86.3 million acres of corn and looking at 82.7 million acres of beans. No surprise, the beans are down about 4%, but they planted 90, 95% of the beans using herbicide-resistant seed varieties, and that unchanged from 22. So did you, when you look at the overall numbers that came out, was there anything that kind of caught you off guard or maybe caught you by surprise? Not really, no. Um, a lot of people last fall, last summer, bought a lot of their fertilizer for corn because corn still paid the bills. A lot of places are still in question. You can We can grow good soybeans out here all over the Corn Belt. We know that. But soybeans are still the wild card. We can still grow a lot of 45 bushel beans where we have a consistent, we can grow one very consistently. Soybeans are all over the board. Now, um, we have seen recently commercial, uh, today there's a lot of commercial buying here in the soybeans, that forward curve. Uh, that's starting to look better. We've uh, gained the, the, the no versus Jan gained about four and three quarters cents. So there's some commercial buying out there. And it tells me there's some, someone's trying to get some commercial business locked up this morning. We saw a sale of beans to China, the first sale we've seen in a long time. Um, corn, I'm a little bit more nervous on because they built some carry into that market. So, uh, the numbers really weren't that surprising because there's been just a little bit of carry in this corn market, but the bean market has had uh, less carry and, and somewhat inverted out there in those bean con, in those, uh, far out bean contracts. All right. Sounds good. Best way for folks to reach you? You can call me here at 308. 308- 708-7340, or you can wave when you drive by the junction at Erickson. All right, that is today's Hot Now Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. The Hot Now Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.